This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. All right, so we're back. We did part one. The people loved it. Everyone was going crazy. We got the so many. So, so much feedback, man. People were bugging out. So we're back. Part two. At a great turnover rate, too. Everybody applaud for Chris Mavermatis. Hey, baboon, yeah. baboon. Thank you. Thank you. Putting these things out Hell, quick yeah. for the quarantine. So we're back for part two with Hoya Rock of Madball, Hazen Street, Demise. Our friend. True Union. True Union. So, we were just talking off of mic, <laughs> on mic, but off mic, about the uh, the impact that this this quarantine, this uh, new lifestyle we're all forced into, the impact it's going to have on certain things. Do you do you predict that this will be a wake up call for people uh, as far as live live entertainment goes? I think it's gonna be a wake up call for some people, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna show it's gonna scare the shit out of a lot of people. Like people are gonna be shook to start bands. Look how some people are acting now; they're little shook bitches. You know what I mean? Like, not that it ain't serious. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. People are getting cancer every day. You know what I mean? People are dying every day of shit that's in your fucking drawer right now. So motherfuckers should get a grip, and then. You know, uh, uh, just be smart about how they're acting because that's where you really see how somebody gets down. When shit is happening, how they how they act during wild times, that's how you tell how a, how a person gets down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, during wartime, how somebody acts. And that's what's happening. You've seen shook bitches. You've seen people that are... There's nothing wrong with being scared or nervous, but you, you, you know, you, you, you worry... And then you know what you keep doing? You keep living your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So what do you think about the impact of this, uh, of live music in particular? Yeah, I or mean, just... it's, def- it's definitely like, I'll tell you this, it's funny. I was literally just talking about that shit with somebody, but um, things are going to change. But I think, it, you know, I-, I could see it being like, first of all, it's never going to end. Live music, and, and this is the reason, not because we all need live music to, for our, our souls and blah, blah, blah. The fact is there's too much money to, to, to ban um, a large groups of people and organize um, um, places. You know why? Because guess what? You know what all, all these uh, um, uh, presidents and all these governor and elected people need? They need rallies. They need the people to come out together so they could show force. Guess what? They're not going to stop that when it's time for them to get a vote. Yeah, Good true. Point. Because you know what shows? You know, everybody talks. Look at the Million Man March. You know why? Because visually, you saw a million men. Now when they show you a million screens on a, on a, on a computer screen, you know what I mean? Like, mm. there's a Yeah, show it's not the same force. impact. Yeah. Exactly. And will they regulate it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Will they end it? Never. I, I, I mean, I can't see it. No way. Because there's too much money to be lost. Sporting events, 
Uh, um, people that of power, they need an audience to talk to. You know, if you're a priest, if you're a coach, if you're a fucking president, if you know what I mean? If you you're a bass player. Audience. If you're a bass player, you don't need an audience. They're going to feel that shit. Oh. <laughs> but that's another su a subject. But uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's going to change the lay of the land. But I think like everything, like, you know, so did cell phones. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the lay of the land. You know, fucking on the internet changed the lay of the land. You know, shit like that. Credit cards change the lay of the land. You know, you, we, we adapt and we keep it moving. And there's going to be ways to work around that. And there's going to always be something new, a new this, a new that. As we evolve, everything else evolves. The good thing, it's evolving and we're not going backwards. Profit yeah. rock, profit rock. You know what I mean? But it's, it's true. Truth. People, people just see things one way. I hear you. You know, but you also mm. got to see things like, yo, you know, things are evolving and we are evolving. Guess what? You know, maybe we need this shit to happen so science catches up. How about that? For all you mm -hmm. science motherfuckers out there. There you go, baboon. That's you. Hell yeah. No, but baboon got it. <laughs> he, he, got, he got the spirit in him. He just doesn't know it and he knows it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know, but he knows he it. He knows like it, that. but it might be in, like in a loincloth like Zeus. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> and what like, I'm a trident or something. The way I see this playing out is um almost a, a period of like decadence after this thing is is safely in the rearview mirror that yeah. people are gonna want to get real decadent like Roaring Twenties style. Oh man! Because it's a. Uh, you really, I mean, right now, everybody's feeling what they're missing. Everybody can feel palpably what you're missing in your life. And you're, you're stuck thinking about it all day, wishing you could be with friends, wishing you could be out shopping, wishing you could go to restaurants. And I think, you know, what we do falls into that category of like, it's entertainment, it's, um, it's people's friendships and relationships. It's all, you know, this, this, the scene that we're, we are involved yeah. in. So I think that there's going to be a period of decadence where it's like it's good, it's real good for everybody after it's safely in the rear view. And if, uh, if the certain bands can stick it out and tough it out, you're going to be, we're all, we'll all be in on that wave. I, I, I think so. This shit might, you're right. It might be this. We might be like those bands playing in the speakeasies. You know what I mean? And the hardcore scene and the underground is like the guys that wanted to hear that music. And guess what? They made their places like what hardcore is. Well, if you wanted to hear this music, you made it happen. One way or mm -hmm. another, you made it happen. And if anybody's going to make it happen, it's going to be a hardcore kid. That's just a yeah. fact. Yeah. You know what? You know what would be crazy? If this turned into like a situation where like to play live shows, we'd have to go to Kentucky or like yep. Louisiana, you know, just to keep stuff going. And kids wait, 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 hold on. You act like that's crazy. I do that shit. Fuck it. That's been my life but, for 26 years. But yeah, years. but I'm saying just like all new obscure places that norm normally we know where that we got to go to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, but I those places you. are the places that might say, nope, we're not doing it. I, I, and, I do say this. You know what, what you are going to see is this. You're going to see, like, I agree, I, like, like what Joe said, you're going to have like a wild side where, you know, you're going to have the fucking the no shirt motherfuckers breaking beer cans on their head. You know, um, waving the flag. You're gonna have those guys, and then you know, you know what else you're gonna have. And remember, post America party people. You heard mm -hmm. it here first. You're gonna have these same motherfuckers with the beards that have coffee shops and baked bread right now. They're gonna open up a Lysol bar or a germ free. <laughs> bar. Watch. Remember what I tell you. 
Remember what I tell you. Now, remember, there was already H2O bars. That fantasy ended. But remember, you go, five years ago, you go to California, they'll sell you water for 20 bucks a glass. Well, so, I never heard of that shit, really. I, I'm just telling you that. Remember what's going to happen. And don't kid yourself if this starts happening. If somebody gives you a fucking um, uh, a meter on how hot you are before you walk into a venue. Don't think that mm. that won't happen. Oh, like check your temp, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Well, yeah. I bet you you won't be able to fly without them. They're going to start taking your temperature the same way. They, the, yo, a temperature is nothing. They already scan your whole body and practically grab my balls every time I walk through a fucking yeah. <laughs> Yo, we'd I never see, be I able to play, play again yo, if, if that was the case. I got more play from TSA than I got from any girl in the, cut the last couple of years. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yo, that ass. Yo, times is tough, party. Always, always looking forward to those. To those yeah, past yeah. Days. yeah, I put cologne on. I take my, <laughs> my undones, and I'm like, opt out, pat down. Uh, that said, I said, yo, I don't care how old she is, she's gonna catch it. She's gonna, she's yo, gonna catch, <laughs> well, really, she's catching a cheap feel on me, so whatever. I'm gonna start me too in the TCA TSA. Yo, check it out, Hoy. <laughs> since you since you talked oh, about shit. that a couple episodes ago, some some people asked us about any horror stories about or just crazy stories about flying. You know, in the airport or on the plane itself, you guys must have some, no? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, um, you know, in all reality, it hasn't been too crazy. Like for me personally, I was never scared of flying. Yeah. Like other guys in the band are like horrified. I one time going to Australia, like you know, this was like maybe twenty years ago. We hit a pocket of air, like somewhere on the way from like Japan to Australia, but I mean, it wasn't like a little pocket. Like drinks were in the air. <laughs> And this oh, was the crazy shit. shit. This is how you know it was serious. But the, 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 the plane went from left to, it, it dropped, went from left to right. So I saw drinks go literally in the air. And when the plane steadied out, it was dead ass quiet. And then you heard somebody throw up and then people crying, babies oh, crying. Oh, up. No. And then you knew like, okay, this was some real shit. And, Damn. Uh, yeah, I bet I, you started praying the rosary when that happened. I know how you do first it. First of all, I believe in God, not like you heathen sloths out there. <laughs> you know, like but um, of course I was praying, nigga. I said, God, if, if you real, I want help now. And guess what? Yeah. <laughs> and he helped I'm you. Here. He saved that plan for you. You know, thank you for me and for you. Sweet Jesus. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like that. I like that. No, but... um. You know, flying is, you know, it's just, I mean, we've been lucky, man. Thank, again, thank God overall, you know, a couple little things here and there, but um, we've been lucky. You know what I mean? Ever get your balls broken in these airports or not? Nah? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't walk through a fucking a border, a machine without somebody, again, get, with me getting molested by the fucking TSA. Mm. They're all up in my balls. They're all up in my ass. You know, checking me, they, you know, and it's just funny. They'll go, oh, no, it's a random check. And I, and I always tell them it's funny. It's always randomly me. And then, but, um, but whatever, you know, yeah. again. Yo, that's funny. We, we travel sometimes. I think, you know, him, a friend that owns uh club reverb, Chris Mahmood. Of course. He, Mahmood, uh, when up? he, when, when he travels with us, boy, he, he, of course, cause we brown niggas. He's browner than me. <laughs> oh so yeah. And that him. name, he'll get his name. That. He's like. He's more American than anybody. These motherfuckers don't know. No, they don't know. It's like they'll call, they'll be like, uh, like Kashmir, Baglada, you know, uh, Kufi, Kandakalu, Chris (laughs) Mahmood, and then then they'll say like Janice Smith. Please come to the front of the plane. 
and then they switch their seats all the time, or they uh, get the other. I mean, in, in reality, for, for me, it's mainly like um, through you know, through the metal detectors and shit. It's always it's funny. There, it's always oh, it's a random, 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 random. Yeah, random. Yeah. Yeah, randomly every time it's randomly me. Yeah, I get randomly selected every time yeah. as well, Hoyer. I Chris feel it's like an arrow bad. But that's because like they think you're a gorilla. They're like, yeah. you're a <laughs> then, uh, but now nah, I hear you. It's, it's it's weird how it works, but it's like I don't give a fuck anymore. To me, it's more on um the attitude of the person. Like if they feel like I could tell if they're looking at me like, yo, I got you. If they if it's one of those motherfuckers, then then I give them a hard time. You know what I mean. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like I don't care. Whatever, I was, uh, do something than just standing there and doing nothing. You know. <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. Yo, what's uh, what do you guys got coming up as far as new music? Because you, I oh, we always see you writing stuff on a computer, throwing little hints out there. You showing people. Yeah, you know I got a fish. I got to chum the water. Yeah. You know, I I got nah. Just you know we're up to number ten, and um. Which is crazy. I never thought I would do this Amazing. many records. Yeah, and um, yeah, I started. We started writing that shit already, man. We, you know, like we're like um, you know, uh, the time has come. You know, it's been uh two years since the last record. So ten full length albums. Yeah, ten full length, and not counting like seven inches and fuck. Wow, you know? man. Yeah, you're crazy. going into category that very few heavy bands have. I have know. been into. That's wow. one thing I'm starting to add to where my list of saying um. In music, like what I'm proud of is like just lasting long enough to do ten albums because yeah, in, in any genre, people don't do five albums. You exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we've been lucky, man. Again, you know, like we definitely we you know we work hard and we've been lucky and um and we work hard. You know, we 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 take pride in our shit. So, but it's crazy. Yeah, ten man, ten fucking albums. That is nuts. I so this will it. be the tenth then. Yeah, this is the tenth, man. This is number ten, which oh, is wow. again, I, I, it bugs me out the same way when I say my sons, because I feel like I'm a fucking big kid, and I can't believe I have two sons. So like <laughs> saying I have ten albums is like saying I got two sons. Like, nah, that can't. Oh be yeah, real. I got you. You know, it can't be real. Like, get out of here. I, I play <laughs> two strings. How the fuck could I have ten albums? Now listen, is it, it because it's ten? It makes any difference on more pressure or or what? Or no. what, like, or just it's another album for you, but, but yeah, does... no, no, it's never just another album. That's okay. The thing. I mean, the number 10, it's the cool thing, but it's not because it's our 10th, mm. it's just you're especially with a band like us, you know, where nowadays everything is kids are so finicky and it's so looking for the newest trend. You're as good as your last record, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, <clears throat> one thing we always took pride in was. Being ourselves, but always keeping up with everybody. You know what I mean? We're having our own lane, but still on the same highway with everybody. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay. And um, and we always we take pride, and I think one thing we always did, if you like us or not, we always brought something to the table. We always had an ill production, like we put time into it. We always did the visuals. We always brought music. If you liked it or not, you know, we were either doing a crossover or an old style. You know, we we're bringing something to the mix, not just doing it to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I, that's all I always wanted it to show that, you know, like it or not, all our shit, we, we put all our fucking, you know, our heart in that shit because we did, you know. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard after you've been making albums for so long to make albums that have purpose to them 
Yeah. And you you guys always seem to put out purposeful albums where it's the, the reality of the business is you it's time to put an album out every like three or four years to keep the touring possible to to keep the business going. It's yeah. it's, it's it's vital to put out new music, but yep. you can't just put something out because it's time if it's not good and if there's exactly. no substance, it's not you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your fans a disservice. Exactly. And the thing with us is what ends up working, I guess, in a way to our advantage with uh, being in a weird situation is, you know, we're like the Partridge family of hardcore. We're like a family that we travel playing music. Like people understand, like, this is what we do for a living. You know what I mean? Everything we've done for the last 26 years, you know, evolves around Hardcore music, and I'm even more about Madball, you know, you know, from touring, and this is how we feed our children. And one thing we always took pride in is uh, what we write about is real-life shit, and we live our shit. You know what I mean? We live what we write about, and that will never change. That's the one thing about hardcore is always, we always going to have something to write about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always some shit going on, and... We're, we, we're, we're living it and we're happy to be able to live it and throw it right back out right after we live it. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I think sometimes it relates with people because it's kind of like on real time. You know what I mean? We're not like um, far removed from the younger kids as much as some older bands. So, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a weird thing. It's just. Uh, it's you know crazy. what you're saying? It, it reminds me of of your song invigorate you know that of course you know that song yeah but the the lyrics in that song it's exactly what you're saying right now if anybody wants to check those lyrics out that's like a, a definition of mad ball and their yeah. business practices it's yeah, really and, cool and, and and we always i mean literally every song is about us or somebody we know like yeah. nothing is made up like you know like so it's kind of like an um the cool thing about that is like we never have to search for um, subject matter. We are the subject matter. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are the subject matter. All we write about is us and our friends and our fam. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, we take pride in the shit. We rep hardcore music and we as whole people fucking feel that shit because oh, we do. Come on. They come do. On. They well, check this out. You, you're talking, you're on number 10 for Madball. But with your other project, you did one album, and that album is surviving the test of time yeah. in a really impressive way. I'm talking about Hazen Street. Yeah. Like, that's Hazen. everybody's summer album still. Like, that's. Yeah. And, yo, how did that whole get started? I kind of know a little bit, but I, you know, I want to hear some details. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, um, you know, basically, long story short, kind of like, you know, Chad, Chad Ball, you know, my bro Chad from Newfound Glory, and. Mm -hmm. Real hardcore kid for all you motherfuckers out yeah, there. People love Newfound Glory. Yeah, they're like, exactly. They, yeah. they don't. And if they don't love Newfound, they like to talk shit on them. But guess what? Chad is a real fucking hardcore kid. Mm. So let's just say that. That's like just a fact. Yeah, Chris, anyway, Chris Baboon's always trying to talk shit on them. I was just listening. <laughs> but, um, Get out of here. Basically, you know, we were all kind of hanging out a lot around the time of that time. And he had this idea of like... um he was hanging a lot with Toby, like, yo, it would be great, man. You know, because, you know, one day we're hanging out, and it'll be like me, Freddie, Toby, Chad, just all hanging, bullshitting, 
you know, and then, he, you know, Chad thought it would be cool to always um, jam some songs with dudes he loved, you know, who he, mm-hmm. you know, who he, who he was fans of their bands. And he had hit us up like, yo, you guys down to jam some songs. And he had hit up Mackie, me, Freddie, and we we're like, hell yeah, you know, let's jam it. But um, nothing was thought about, you know, to a big extent at the time. You know, we were like, we got together. We, you know, he was, you know, we, we got some jam sessions in. We were like, yeah, these are cool songs. We jammed them out. And um, the next thing you know, um, it turned into some, you know, something real. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was crazy. It, it wasn't a big thought out thing, though, at first. You know what I mean? It wasn't it like just some, came together easy. Just yeah, it was like Chad basically coming together with that. And then when we got in the room. Obviously, musically, it's way different than what a lot of us in the room did. Mm. And it was, you know, it was a little shocking at first. You know, again, we didn't have to do nothing we didn't want to do. You know, Chad would throw music and we'd be like, what do you think of this? And we'd start jamming it. And obviously, some you know, musically, it wasn't on a hard, hard tip on what most of our bands were known for. But there was a lot of good shit in there. And the more we jammed it, the more we were like, hell yeah, we can make this shit us. You know what I mean? Even though it's different mm. and maybe not what pe- people are were probably expecting some hard, hard shit. But we we were feeling it a lot, all of us, that we were like, hell yeah, we'll do this. We want to do some shit like this. You know what I mean? And, and now, I never personally saw anybody, any like people, uh, re- negative reactions to the band. I thought it ca- like people were really open toward it, like, like they're right off the bat. But did you see any of that or no? Yeah. I mean, there was people that talk shit, but I can honestly say, and I'll be the first one to say I was proven wrong big time. And I got to say a big, I got to give a big salute to the hardcore scene. Cause I didn't think they would be that, um, open mm. with the record. Because it was so different. And you know how in our world, you know, we have a lot of yeah. you know, pavement. You know, we we gorillas. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we, we you know, gorillas sometimes are just made to throw tires around. Sometimes they're not made to fucking, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. you know what? When something is done right, it's just undeniably. You know, it's undeniable. Like if you came out and you did a version of that that wasn't good, yeah. people would open their mouths, but that just came out. You you know what I think is people, again, you could feel in the music, like we were all into it. It wasn't fake. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, we all could play and and you could tell we had fun playing on stage with each other, not playing with each other. Like, you know, this ain't that kind of show. This is not Florida. Hashtag no rainbow, yo. This is Pennsylvania, not Florida, baby. (laughs) Yo, shout out (laughs) to all you rainbow motherfuckers out there. That's right. Ray, what's up, Ray? Got your back. Yo. But um, yeah, you know um, it, it um, I didn't hear as much negative as exactly, not in our faces at least. Let's just say that. No, that's that's dope. So, any chance of uh, any more <laughs> material in that? You know, there's always guys always love it, but me personally, I don't think it would happen for the point of, you know, everybody is so um deep with their own stuff, and you know now mm. we got bigger families and more responsibilities and. The, the reason we were able to drop everything back then is that a lot of us didn't have families then, you know what I mean? And we were able yeah. to, like, to leave Madball and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we won't make rent money this month. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we yeah. can figure it out. You know, now it's more crucial. You know, yeah, no, I, I got you. 
But never say never. I won't say that. I'll never. I'll, I won't say never say never. There's actually some questions about Hazel Street. When we get to that, uh, I yeah. forget what they asked, but we'll figure that out. But yeah, that's a lot of interesting. What it was. <laughs> I got a question that's uh, oh, that's basically right, right. what it was. Like, uh, what are the chances of another Hazel Street album? Oh, you asked me. Oh. No, no, that was a question. So you just basically okay. answered it. So oh, got you, got you. Yeah, but I mean, again, you you know, we could say that now, and the way the band popped up, you know, uh, two six months later, you know, we were doing a video and then dropped the record on Epic. You know what I mean? It's like so you never know. So how was it yeah. dealing with like a major label? Oh, it was crazy, man. It was like Fantasy Island. You know what I mean? Like, um, like. The fantasy you see on television, like, uh, put it like this. We rolled up to Epic and it was like, Hey, everybody, this is the band. And I'm, and I'm, you know, all of us, you know, we all know what's up. We all heard the stories. And I, I gotta honestly say, I'm proud of all the dudes in the band. We didn't fall for no fantasy story, even the ones they try to sell us mm. with about like, you know, blowing up and shit. Not that they weren't behind the project at first. But, you know, they were telling us everything, like in the movies. Like, for example, we walk in a, you know, a record company, and, you know, they're like, this is the band, and, I, you know, I, you know me, I don't give a fuck, and I'm walking to all the old ladies that do the accounting, and I'm like, hey, what's up, girls? How you girls doing? I'm walking over their desk, I'm being loud, I'm being ignorant, and they're all mm -hmm. smiling, and they're fronting. Like, you know, I, we gotta kiss this band's ass, this is the new band. And then, uh, and then it's like, okay, we sitting down to talk about, uh, you know, um, doing an album, and they're like, okay, who would you, any ideas on what you would like to record an album? We do some ideas. They're like, okay, who would you like to do your video? And I'm like, what do you mean? That's it? Like, you just throw names out, and you say, okay, and that's it? And basically, that's what happened. <laughs> you wow. know, we would, we would ask, and or they would say, this we got this so-and-so available, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, okay, that's done now. Who would you like to do this, this, and that? And it was ridiculous. Like, like we did the... the we have a video for uh, a song called Fool the World. It's, I think it's the only video we actually did. Yeah. But anyway, they closed the whole block in, in the Lower East Side down for the video shoot. Put it like wow. that. Wow. So they had, loot, they had loot to spend. It was crazy. We rolled up the block and shot. I thought the cops shut the block down. And it was for the video shoot. You know what I mean? Wow. And, it was like, and we walk into the trailer. We had a trailer. And in the trailer... I walk in, I got four Nike tracksuits with four pairs of uptowns. I was like, damn. I was like, I made it. Respect, Mama, baby. I made it. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Yeah, and it was like that. It was shit like that. Like, just, you know, you know, bells and whistles. And, you know, for guys like us, we, you know, you know the world we come from, you know. You know, we, we enjoyed it. and we. But I could also say, you know, we didn't fall for it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. And because um, there was a lot of that, a lot of Fantasy Island stuff going on around that time, you know. Yo, check it out. While we're on that Hazen Street subject, I'll give you another question we got that is uh, Hazen Street is mentioned. This says a question for Hoya. Got any stories involving Dave Kennedy in the <laughs> Hazen Street days? He's a good dude and his San Diego friends want to hear something embarrassing. Another <laughs> thing is that. If we never get to do shows again, I'm happy my last show was Madball. Oh, shit. Good. Yo, thank you for that. But you know what? With Dave Kennedy, that's my, my, that's my big white boy brother. Mm. Um, I, you know, nothing really, like, embarrassing about him. All I can say is he didn't drink coffee when I knew him back there. Now he's a fucking Mr. Coffee Man. But, yo, 
Shout out to James Coffee. It's a banging coffee spot in San Diego. But uh, Oh, he owns a coffee place? Yeah, he owns two of them. James Coffee, and it's fucking banging. Oh, if you're in shit. San Diego, go check them out. Do you but, make hot um, chocolate in there? No. Yeah, they make it all. They do whatever. You got to try but, it um, out, then. <laughs> no, but Dave's my brother. That's uh, that's my that's my white boy brother. But um, nah, nice. I got mad love for, for, for Big Dave. <clears throat> and how was it? Because you, so... You had Mackie in uh, Hazel Street. You also had him for uh, a Madball for a time. Yeah, yeah. Mackie jumped in there for a little bit. And he, I want to say maybe he did a six months, a year with us for a bit. Any recordings? You know what? No, I don't. No, nah, you know what? No. It was kind of a run when we were kind of like, it was like, uh, I, w- I would say obviously a transition time. You know, we were dealing with a drummer and all that shit. But. I, I want to say it might have been also a weird time for us. Like, we weren't sure on what we were going to do as a band. Mm. Like, again, like, Manball, as much as uh, this is all we have, it, we, we don't have, our futures weren't planned out that far ahead. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. You know, we kind of, so, you know, we can't, you never know, you know, what's going to happen. We didn't expect, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, um, in this lifestyle, uh, look too ahead because... It just don't work that way. And how was it? Because, you know, Toby's your friend for years, of course. But how was it actually being in a band with him? Was he aggravating you or was he all right? Oh, yeah. No, he's the same. He's a fuck. I'm, so, I'm used to Toby. <laughs> you know, again, I'm the diffuser. I know ain't nobody going to be more annoying than me. Let's just start with that. Because if I, if, if, you know, if I want to turn up, I'll turn up. <clears throat> you know what it is? That's... You know, with, to- with Toby, he's like, you know, that's that's fam right there. So. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for us, it was really on some frat boy shit, kind of like, you know what I mean? It was like a, like, we were all like class, like, you know, like a high school kids, you know what I mean? Living together. Probably a lot of fun touring with that, huh? Yeah, yeah. We had a blast, man. We had a good time, man. I got to say, like, put it like this. I remember, like, me and Toby couldn't look at each other, like, maybe the first fucking f- six months on stage because we would just start laughing like get the fuck out of here like what are we doing on stage like get out of here like literally we would break down laughing like like and it was insane like and we got to do a lot of cool shit man we did arena tours we toured japan with it we did um what else did we do with that uh you do a warp tour with that yeah we did warp tour we did some weird tours we did some crazy tours with that band i heard of some some beefs on warp tour with that with that outfit Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, some people try to get loose. You know, I guess maybe they think they hear harmonies in the songs. They think they can't get punched in the face. That's but, right. But they learned, <laughs> they learned that shit quick. But, uh, nah, Hazel Street is dope, man. I'm glad we did it and shit. But, um, yeah. Such yeah, a cool record. Yeah, real cool. And I was glad to be able to play with all my friends and to do it on that, on that level. You know what I mean? It was, it's a refreshing uh album like yeah. when you put it on it like you said richie it's like that's a song that should be like first day of summer to yeah. the first day of fall just yeah, exactly regular rotation that record was totally written like during summertime we were in california we were bumping that sean paul record that came out of that time yeah. you know <laughs> nice. literally on that, like sunglasses and palm trees vibe, like you know yeah, it's I mean? like you gotta the windows gotta be open when you're listening exactly. to that. Exactly, exactly, and it was like um, and that was the whole idea that we were like um, do some other shit, and with some you know we're still with some real lyrics, mm-hmm. and um, 
Yeah, and that's that's the that's the contrast. I liked it because yeah. lyrically it was uh, it was in the same page of uh, of of um, it could you know lyrically could have been Madball Jams. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Maybe and maybe not one- saying in the, the phrasing, but like. Yeah. The words themselves, you know. Yeah, for sure. And Freddie, you know, and Freddie again wrote a lot of that that stuff. So it's like him. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, you know us. We can't do nothing if, if it ain't us. You know, we can't fake shit. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We just can't. We we ain't built like that. So even in that world, like if I'm saying that we're playing some shit where we're jamming out like some of those songs and it sounds like some surfer shit, I had to be like, yo, I'm gonna make this shit some G surfer shit. Or mm-hmm. else I ain't playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if I don't feel it, I ain't playing it. That's just a that's just a fact. You know what I mean? I like it at that. You know, I like I, it at that. You know, there's songs we don't do in the set. Because if I don't think I if I ain't feeling it, I don't want no part of it. Wait a minute, Madball songs? Yeah, yeah. Well, name it. No, I won't name it because it's gonna start some oh. freaking fr- oh. frenzy out there. <laughs> But there's some songs that if I ain't feeling, I'm like, I, I kind of say, I refuse. <laughs> I'll protest. I like that. I like that but, attitude. But, but it's all done for the cause, you know what I mean? Because of my ego, it's just more like. For the cause. Yeah, it's like the, the band got to come off. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I don't care about me. The band got to <clears> come off. Yo, before we go to questions, you guys want to uh, ask uh, Hoya any of your own shit? Uh, no, I'm just enjoying this letting Hoya riff on stuff, man. This yeah, is man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it's, I don't know what the actual mileage is between us, like, but it feels, it doesn't feel very far right now. I love, I love this. Oh, yeah, it's real. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. We've done this shit in many backstages, like for hours. And I hours. know. Yeah. Dude, totally. It's a very familiar vibe right now. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm loving it. It's like not as good, but it's definitely it's definitely feeling that like that hunger though, right? It's like, like, you, it's, like it's like you porn, you know, it's not yeah. actually banging, but yeah. you know, you're seeing something cool and it's kind hey. of scratch it's scratch. What I got now. It's like yeah. the free exclusive that we get now because of coronavirus. You get exclusive uh access to porn yeah. whatever. It's like good, but it's not good to the level where I out Hoya during the game of Mafia. You know yeah, I mean? all right. First of all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know who the fucking yeah, the, the the Roth child of that game is. All right. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yo. I got a, I got a Mafia question for you while we're on the subject of Mafia. Ken <clears throat> But right, what? Okay. Is there actually a book of pantomimes? <laughs> Well, yeah, first of all, so men have five women. Uh, yeah, well, I've women. heard this, but I want to know, is there an actual, actual well, physical copy? Well, of first book, of all, or yes, is, this there just is. A, is this just something that's said in mafia games? No, <laughs> that's no, a good no, question, Joe. No, there actually is. But do you you think um, somebody asked Houdini how he caught that bullet with, the, with those teeth? Mm. <laughs> okay. So we're going to leave that right there. You think somebody asked Donald Trump how many bricks were in that wall? Well, <laughs> all right. So check this out. Yeah. I, there's a uh, there's an author. His name is Malcolm Gladwell, and uh, he wrote a one book, of my favorites, The Outliers. He wrote a book called uh, What the Dog Saw. Um, he he wrote a lot of books, and, and it basically he breaks down a series of causes and effects. And ties things together that you would never expect to be tied together. So I just finished a Malcolm Gladwell book 
uh, I think it was what the dog saw. And it talks about uh, facial expressions. Mm. And, and there's a, a scientist who broke down facial expressions into micro expressions. Um, basically, he's trying to figure out how people judge someone instantly and make an instant snap judgment when you first meet somebody and that that will stick with you forever when you when you're dealing with that person or thinking about that person yeah i don't know if he actually wrote a book about it but he definitely published a lot of studies about people's facial uh facial movements there's there's common ones that go throughout all of men all of women all over the world so there is definitely like things that carry from culture to culture that you know that, that people do but there's also things in culture some cultures where it's rude to show your teeth ever yes and 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 i think in japan right or the japanese yeah. i don't know if it's them in particular but i know there's cultures where you, there, there's just some things that are you you take for granted someone smiles at you with all your, their teeth in America. That's like a big smile. You you can kind of that big tiger kick smile because of that. But there's other places in the world where they do that and it's an insult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like a dog bears his teeth. Uh, it's a, it's a you know he's 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 yeah, showing you his aggression. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely um humans. There's definitely a lot of stuff that humans do. Um, that we all do the same way. We're all built the same way. Like uh, most of our wiring is the same, unless we're a fucking schizo. Yeah. Otherwise, our wiring is the same. You know mm. what I mean? Like how we affect, how we take pain, how we take emotion. Sure, it's different. This isn't that. But we all, you know, without any major mental problems, we all should be wired the same. That's why the same way we react to certain colors a certain way, certain frequencies a certain way. You know what I mean? And then people learn how to manipulate that. That's what they do with the facial... Mo- I, you know, th- th- there's a lot of that. There, re- there actually really is a lot of that. And You know what? Let me just explain to the people, because, you know, they might be missing out right now. When I mentioned this game, Mafia, the purpose of Mafia is to either catch someone lying or lie and get away with it. So uh, that's what we're talking about right now. And Hoya has a key line during this game where he likes to say, Joe, what's he like to say? There's a book of pantomimes. <laughs> okay. So when he says that, it means he's, you know, he's setting up stage. He's got something planned or he's going to expose somebody or he's trying to hide something. But he's, you know, so that's why we're talking about right now All lying right. and catching people in their facial expressions and this and that. Yeah, so that's, that's what you got to do. And that's what I do. So I'm a master at that. You know what I mean? Hoy is a very good player, definitely. And, and, and what I am is, you know what it is? I'm not just a master at mafia. I'm a master at people because I love people. Mm-hmm. And when I love people, I, you know, I, um, what do you call it? I, uh, I, uh, uh, what do you call it? I, uh, you, you know, I observe mentally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, this guy is that guy. That's yeah. the one. He's the big mouth. He's the quiet guy. That's the smart one. That's the, the scared mm. guy. That's the bully. Okay. And then right away, the way I act to every single person changes. See, Hoya understands the strength of a gesture and a thought with no voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. So, what I so, just learned is see, that not everybody's, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, 
meant so Hoya, break it down when you when you when you met wisdom and chains as, as a whole who was who I was like, man, these dudes, they definitely hillbillies. I said, turn butter and chop trees down. Who was the who was the one who milked the, the cows? You know, first of all, it was different because I met because through you already, through your uh, through crutch and through the other bands, it was like it kind of I already kind of knew you niggas. So it kind of just happened. Yeah, the yeah. Next true. Thing I know we were playing. It wasn't like, oh, who are these guys? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't remember yeah. that. You know, we just kind of like. You know, we did that. We just did that tour with Gorilla Biscuits, and it was so. Uh, Siv was kind of meeting some of us for the first time, and uh, <laughs> did you hear what he thought yes. of uh, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But, friends, uh, you know what it is, Chris. You're just too smart for these motherfuckers. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hoya. Let's remind them though, because maybe people didn't hear that episode. But yeah. when uh, <laughs> we were on the Persistence tour, Siv asked me if Chris Mavermatis. The smartest guy in the band. I'm not the literal no doctor. He's the smartest guy in hardcore music. I'm, the, I'm gonna say it right here, right now. An actual. I, I may not doctor. back all his political beliefs, but he's the smartest guy in hardcore. Yeah. So Siv asked if 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 Chris Mavermatis is on the spectrum. So crazy. So oh crazy. man, I didn't know if he was being trying to be funny or I, I was like. Yeah, serious? He's like, yeah. He just he doesn't talk. He just kind of stares at walls all day. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh he's just he just doesn't like any of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love? Surprising. I love when Chris plays mafia with us just to like be nice and humor us. Yeah, like yeah. He, even though he doesn't want to, like yeah, sure I'll play. And you could kind of see like he there's no interest there, but he's just yeah. Chris he's a nice is guy, one, you know. He's a first rounder. He goes yeah. in the first round. You kill anybody? He's like, okay, just kill me. Sacrifice yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that like, you need a number? Yeah. I'll play. Yeah, exactly. He's like helpful and still he don't gotta play. He don't gotta yeah. you know talk to anybody. He could just say yeah, all right. Do I love that though. He's I don't want to get on this subject because I don't, there's a lot of people who don't even know what we're talking about. But do you find that the best mafia players are the people? There's there's the basically two approaches. There's the people who get loud and try to run the show, and then there's the people who who are listeners and observers. All right, you need for mafia to be fun. You need both. Yeah. But but, but, and there's also a difference. If you're the loud guy, because you know me, I'm a loud player. But I'm at the end of the day, even if I'm threatening in the game, I'm threatening with jokes and I'm threatening, you know, and, and if I'm getting loud, it's more about the passion of what I'm trying to sell. You know, it's never like, I, I never wanted to be like, yo, outside of this game, there's going to be beef. And, you know, in that game, that shit happens. Well, we know, we, we play with a, uh... Certain... With Craig one time, I'm saying it, Craig. I'm not saying it. it's Craig. Craig didn't Which talk Craig? to us Which for Craig? Craig, Craig Satari didn't talk to Wisdom in Chains for about three days. Yeah, on tour because of a a a because he didn't like the way a game went, so he didn't Amazing. talk. He didn't talk to Wisdom in Chains, the whole band. Joe, you, about... you remember what it was? He. It well, was because I, I added mathematics into the yes, equation. That's right. And he yes. didn't like that I was just simply <laughs> deducting the possibilities <laughs> using math. That's right. That's incredible. <laughs> right. So he, yeah, he didn't talk to the whole band for for three days of tour. And then I, I remember the show where he stopped talking was backstage in in uh no not backstage it was uh the garage 
in Saarbrücken. And then the the show where he started talking again was uh it was in France. I don't remember the city. I can remember visually, but I, I don't remember the name of the city. But it took him about three days. And yes. we had to be all extra affectionate towards him just to get him to talk again. Yeah, yeah. hey buddy, hey. <laughs> oh. Hey man, want some want some coffee? Oh my go god. Go get some pizza, buddy. And emoji, gift emojis, emo- you know, you gotta send them a whole bunch of things, you know, like but but for everybody out there listening, this is a game you guys gotta look into. A lot of bands play it uh, or were playing it um backstage to kill time, and the game gets so crazy we spent literally full days playing it. The bands will go on stage, yeah, and while no one lie. band was going in, we'd rotate players, yeah, because we wouldn't want to stop skip, skipping sound checks, getting on stage late, like. Get as soon as you finish, like yeah. don't even talk to people, it's just the, go straight back to the game. Like when when you have a group of friends, guys that know each other, they don't even gotta be close, but are you know, friendly with each other. I think it's the most fun you could have with nothing. Yeah. 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 You don't you know need anything. I mean? It's like it's like nothing. you know you could, like playing basketball, you just need one basketball That's and it. It, Friends. And with this, come on, we don't even need cards. We've handed we've handed out like box yeah. hats and yeah. fucking, you know, it's just it's all, you know, it's all a matter of, you know, I'm a bullshit or I'm going to catch the bullshitter. I've know? tried about four different times to bring this into, like, the house. Oh, bring I it to the say party, that. Off the tour. And, and like, bring it to my friends who don't go on tour, my yeah. friends who aren't in bands. And it just never comes off. You, like, you, know, you know why this shit is made for people that, we're not planning to do it. Yeah, we're gonna have a mafia night. No, we don't plan it. We're forced to be there. So while we're there, everybody's on some different shit, and we're all our, our, our you know, all our, our senses are buzzing because we're like, all right, let's fucking play. Oh fuck, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna, you know, and it's and it becomes that, you know, when you kind of plan the shit out, it's kind of like it becomes monopoly because of our Parker Brothers. Right, yeah. right. Hey, you know Richie. I mean? You, mm. Have you ever at work, like let's say like on coffee break or at lunch time or something, somebody will have like a ball of like tin foil or something from a sandwich, mm-hmm. and you just start like kicking the ball yes. around and it turns into a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And yes. it turns into like a competitive, awesome game, and you're having the best time, and you're like, "Fuck, man, lunch is over already." Yeah, <laughs> that's what mafia is. That's exactly what it is. It's like that, that's the kind of people you got to tour with. Like, I hate touring. <laughs> We're boring motherfuckers that don't like talking. They yeah. don't just want to do. You don't gotta walk around and you don't gotta see the sights, but you gotta <laughs> talk. You gotta have a want to have a conversation and and dialogue, just, dialogue. Yeah, it's that right. If you're gonna, yo, that's why I'm picky. If we go on a wrong tour, man, I get miserable. You know, with certain type of people, I'm just you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I no, I hate you. Believe me, if I could pick, I would only go out with um. Jules Jordan and every girl on his roster. <laughs> but, but um, do they go on tour? Yeah, I know, but I would I would tell them to. I would ask. Nicely. <laughs> I would ask real nicely. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's a it's a good game to play when you're forced to have to play a game. Put it like that. <laughs> yeah, me and Joe had big plans of bringing that back home. Having nights of food and different tables rotating, yeah. and it just yes. never happens. You know what it is? Yeah. Civilians just don't get it. You know, yeah. they, 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 you know, when we're there, we're eating out of fucking dirty fucking pots, some punk rock stew, and you know, there's like 
you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. We got nowhere to go where it's dark, you know, so we're forced to, to, to entertain each other. I could picture yeah. being popular in like a college dorm room setting. That's when it was started. I could no, picture it being big there. You know, that's where it started. It was originally called Wolf and it was started by a Russian professor for his, his classmates. Mm, I like that's that. where the game started. It wasn't mafia. It was called. So it wasn't like a study. Was it like an experiment? Yeah, kind of? but, but but yeah, but he did it with his students. It was a game they invented. So it was called like Wolf and the Wolf, and then you know you had the 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 the, the, the townspeople, and then the Wolf was killing people at night, and then basically fast forward, uh, the, it became mafia. to kind of they simplified the rules and kind of made it something more. You know what? What kids and Western kids, I guess, are into. You know the whole mafia theme, kind of thing. My Let me ask you guys this about mafia: okay. between two experienced players like Craig and Armand, who is the better, more efficient mafia player, Craig oh, or Armand? Armand. Yeah, so what do you think? Armand. Armand is definitely hard to figure out, isn't he? As far as efficiency. Yeah. Yes. Craig's got tricks. He's not a bad player, but no, he's, good. he's got he's got a lot of tricks. But as far if you're talking efficiency and snipping out a lie, or even just cold blooded like lying to your face, Armand yeah. is nasty, dude. Yeah, Armand is Th- nasty. This is a thing, but Craig is more fun. As mo- as much as he's more hated, he's more fun. Oh yeah, you want him in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to, and yeah. you like you love hating him. And yeah. you love being on his side, even even because you still hate him, and yeah. you just love watching how he is. <laughs> yeah, like if oh, you're man. like if you get picked as a mafia guy and he's with you, uh, you're like yeah. thinking about ratting him out. Like, and so yeah, you almost yeah. might be making the sacrifice kill. Yeah, like, Crank, how about we kill you? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this: Who band wise is the worst mafia band that you've experienced? <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> I, I, it's just—it's not fair to say that. But I can say this: like Craig would grab bands that the dudes didn't even know English, and <laughs> he would sit them on the table to play yeah. a game where everything is dialogue. Well, let's say you got to have multiple games to be involved in this in this one. All right, so. we played we played a lot of games on tour with with uh, Devil and Me. That's and this, exactly <laughs> this isn't really <laughs> So this isn't really too fair because they have a lot of band members ch- uh, changes, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I did I always like playing with Paulie. I always like playing with uh with his brother Matos. Mike. Oh yeah, Mikey. Yeah. yeah, Matos is decent, you know. Yeah. Um but they would always have a, like a lot like a, a different cast of characters with them and they had some really bad ones over the years, man. Like really I bad. forget. It's so funny. I just, I, I just love, love that it. game. You know what? I love that. People don't understand. Also, you know how that shit works. There's like, um, you see the peasants in the game, then you see like the middle class, and you yeah. the upper class, right? <laughs> like exactly. We're like, yeah, we know they're okay, and you know, yeah, we let them live a little longer, and then, <laughs> and then there's the, you know what I mean? It's like it's so yeah. fucked up. It's. Uh. Yo, I don't and think I've played know, that game in years, to be honest, man. I know. You oh, know when you'll, you'll have, happens. like, out of ten games, you'll get killed in like in, on the first night, like, five, four or five times, and you're like, what, start getting like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, we would kill Craig, like, the first round every time we did it once, like, five oh, times in a row. Yeah. He left. It was amazing. He, yeah, he goes nuts. Him. He goes nuts. But yeah, nah, that's, that's, 
that's the shit this fucking coronavirus makes me, you know, think of all that shit. That it took it away from us. It took it away from us, you motherfucking CV thirteen. <laughs> you, it sounds like some gang, right? CV thirteen, right? Or whatever, right? Where it from? Like, <laughs> San Salvador or some shit. Oh, uh, you know what? Let me hit Toy off with a question before we go too crazy on the mafia stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got. A lot, so I'm probably gonna yeah. miss a few. Listen, no, I do not get a facelift. I'm wrinkle free. That was the first question. <laughs> I got no, one check it you. out. Check it out. You got one? Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? I've always wanted to know where exactly in Corona, Queens, did Hoya used to live? Also, how the wrestler CM Punk got to know Madball and uh, H2L? Good question. Mm -hmm. Well, I used to live on 44th Avenue and Junction Boulevard, Corona, Queens. It was um, Junction Boulevard stop on the 7 train. But, um, yeah, I, I live in Florida now, the last six, seven years. But um, well, Corona's that, home? That's like yeah, that's Corona's a... always. Corona's home. That's, that's, that's what made us. That's always going to be me. New York's always. That's something, you know, I died in New York. You know what I mean? Are there a lot of Greeks in Corona? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I grew, okay, up with okay. a lot, I grew up with a lot, a lot of Greeks. Oh, Polish, man, I'm sorry, bro. I feel so bad. Italians. No, come on. Um, uh, a little bit of ger old German back then in that area, but uh, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. that's the one thing you got to remember. This Queens is the number one most diverse place in all New York City. I think in all of America, like for for for, for per capita, whatever the word is for that area, more ethnicities than anywhere in America. I mean, I'm I'm from New Jersey, love PA, but I got to give props to Queens for the Ramones, especially. You know like what I mean? If, uh, listen, listen, what? no what? raw deal. Fuck the Ramones. Yeah, them too. Oh, what do you mean? What's wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> Listen, That's everybody, your... don't believe the hype. You don't gotta like those motherfuckers if you like hardcore. So I'm just saying. You that. don't gotta like them, but you got if you like good music, you would like them. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Yeah, but um. <laughs> and how about how about CM Punk? Yeah, no, CM. Um, well, basically, we met. I want to say we met him through through Toby. But yeah, he would go to shows. You know, he, he was a Chicago guy. You know, he's a real straight edge dude, a real hardcore guy, punk guy. Now, you like think some... Mad Joe could beat him up or no? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Joe, Joe got a wicked Kimo rolling Kimura. Yeah, rolling Kimura. With a neck, uh, Peruvian neck crank. <laughs> I got Peruvian, I got Colombian, I got, got Tiramisu. What do you want? Okay. But um, no, but um, he would come to shows, you know, he would pop up at shows, and whenever we were on the road, and if he would have a wrestling show in town, he'd roll up, man, you know, so. We yeah, actually saw him the last time we were, you were there, right? In Chicago the last time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? He was there that time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. But, yeah, nah, he's a good dude, and, you know, he pops up whenever we're around and shit, so. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Punk. Yeah, nah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Nice. And I give, him, I give him credit for doing a UFC thing, man. It takes some balls. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people talk shit on him, you know, because this and that. I'm like, first of all, dude, beyond just the balls it takes, just the training it takes. And not only that, people got to remember this. He didn't have to do that. He no, didn't I, I still it. wonder why he did that. You know, I, I give know him because I asked him because he wanted to test himself. Wow. He loves the sport and he had an opportunity to do it on the biggest platform ever. That's why a true straight edge mentality right there. You know what I mean? And he was like, got opportunity, went for it, you know, and he, but yeah. he really likes the sport. Like he rolls all the time. He trains at Rufus. I think also, I'm not sure where a couple of different spots, but. You know, he really likes the sport and shit, so I'm like, you know, fuck anybody who talks shit, you know. 
you know, I'm shout out to CM Punk. If he yeah, needs a straight edge card uh, updated <laughs> and stamped, let me know. Bring it. Yo, so no, you got who, a question for who, the man? Yeah, who's yeah, in charge of the straight edge stamps nowadays? That's, that's me. That's me. Okay, that's you. That's you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is from Annie Up. From Annie Detroit. Up, what up? Detroit. Uh, Madball has always made sure to play Detroit. What's the best memory Madball has had playing here? Ah. Uh, um. Uh, too many. I remember um, um, couches flying out the window <laughs> at that fucking uh, St. Andrew Hall. Um, at, there was a, a a big fight we had in the bomb shelter down, you know, on the bottom of that club. That was pretty great. Wow. Um, like, literally 30 people ended up in the hospital, and not one of them was us. So that was a good night. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, and, um, and again... Rolling through in the old days with the old CTYC crew and all of them. Shout out to Dougie and all them. And it was just uh, Detroit. You know, Detroit has a lot of history, and especially with Madball. And just for a little Madball tip, Dougie, my brother from Detroit, first Madball tattoo, I want to say, and the first Madball tattoo on his head, definitely. Wow. What a guy, Dougie. And if you've seen the Down by Law video, we're pointing to his head. That's Dougie Doug. I would say that Dougie's the first dude I recall with a tattoo on his face. Yeah. Detroit always had the face, the, the like the, the crazy face tattooed motherfuckers. Yeah, very hopeless kind of oh, yeah. downtrodden bunch of. Yeah. They were definitely, I, I, I'll definitely be the first one to say like Detroit at its worst was probably the worst place in America, you know, as far as a punk rock hardcore scene. Like really going through like the LES back in the day was a horror show. Yeah. Detroit was the same way. But I think more people die in Detroit at its mm. worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Both both were horrible, you know, uh True street style to style music from Detroit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just heard that the uh the Cold His Life singer was just recently released from uh from jail after many years. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. You know, you know, I don't you know. Like I say, shout out to CTYC. I'll leave it like that. I know too many politics with uh, with everybody out there and whatever. I just hope everybody is coronavirus free. Beautiful. <laughs> and and um, doing their thing and um, moving forward. Yeah, because Detroit was a hotspot for the virus from what I heard, too. So, oh, yeah, think of that. Was it? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm Michigan. I'm like, you know, there's, there's, there's like a, what do you call it, Um, a bigger picture. You know, nowadays people should be looking at, you know, exactly. in general, you know, even with like, their own lives, like other things should be uh, um, pushed to what's more important now on their ladder mm -hmm. of importance. You know I like mean? that. This guy, Hoya, he's very diplomatic. You know, not, not, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, uh, let me give you another one. I just saw you post a picture with this woman, too. It said, question for Hoya. How would you describe your relationship to Dora Pesh? <laughs> Good I luck, boys, and love the podcast. I love <clears throat> Doro. You know, but, um, Who is that exactly? Doro, she's playing Warlock. She's a fucking metal queen, old school metal, metal chick, metal singer. She played oh. in that old band, Warlock. But it was pretty crazy. Um, she's mad cool. Like, really, really cool. Um, Like, I want to say maybe 15 years ago. Um, I, I filled in for Scarhead in Europe on, on, on bass, and we happened to play a festival where it was us, uh, Scarhead, uh, Agnostic Front, 
you know, it was one of these big fests and Doro actually was, you know, she played that day and we were all in the backstage area. So we're all about to take a big picture and Puerto Rican Mike, he loves all that. He's like, that's fucking Doro. And he's going nuts. And we're like, oh shit, Doro, you know, we're all bugging out. And she was taking pictures with some people. And we're like, Doro, we got to get Doro and Stigma in a picture. And right away, she left the whole group of people she was with to take a picture with all the animals. She was like, told everybody that was with her, all right, wait, I'll be back. And she came with us. We took a picture. She was mad cool. This was in the 90s. Yeah. Now, fast forward, I played a festival with her a couple years ago. And same thing. She got on stage. She was talking to some people. And I really don't give a fuck about me and fame, you know, people like that. That ain't my thing. You know, I'm I'm good with looking at them and be like, oh, that's this person. (laughs) Yeah, but but with her it was kind of a funny history thing, and she was talking to some people, and I walked up to her, I said, "Hey, hey, Doro, quick, can I take a picture?" Right away, she did the same shit. She told whoever she was with, she said, "Hold on, I'm gonna take a picture with these dudes." And right away, you know, they, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like yeah, that's cool. Literally made you feel like it was all about you, and it was just basically a thing like that. And then you know, she follows the band and whatever, and blah blah blah. So you know, shout that's out to cool. Doro. Dora Warlock. Yeah, Warlock. Very cool. Oh, pest. Joe, you got anything? You want me to keep going? Yeah. I know we talked about this a little bit uh, when you were on, you know, years ago. Um, This is from... uh, This is from SF Firefighter Jiu-Jitsu Club. Oh, shit. I want to know what's up with Hoya's Jiu-Jitsu training. What belt... Has he competed? Any other experience in other martial arts? The only belt I got is to hold up pants. Um, <laughs> no, um, that's what they that said. That was my Mr. Miyagi. Um, I like that. No, um, I never made no rank, but I trained on and off, you know, for a couple of years. Um, in the early 90s, um, we would train with Henzo in New York City when he first came to New York City. And... Um, Again, even back then, we you know we did a lot of no gi classes even then at the time. It was to be honest with you, the whole belt thing in general, it was never even a a thing. We were just kind of we wanted to learn this shit to fuck everybody up with, you know, kind of thing. And then um, I, I, it was one of those things, just going back and forth. And since we were torn a lot, I go back and forth to it, and never I never made no 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 real rank. But you know, I learned shit. I accumulate, you know, from what I learned. But I'm a fan of the sport, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I never competed. I only get into real fights. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, no, it's true. I know <laughs> that I wouldn't. I'm not. I, I'm not good enough to compete or nothing like that. But um, but I love the sport. I've been following it for the since the early days, and um, yeah, and I and I love it. Yeah, I know. I'll say from my experience with you that you have. A lot of like tricks up your sleeve. Oh, tricky hoya, son. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know a lot of like, you're very knowledgeable about the sport, about the history of it, and you also are knowledgeable about like the the movements and yeah. like little little tricks, little like hidden tricks that maybe every every jujitsu master has like a timeline of all right. I'm gonna I'll. I'll slowly feed this information to the students i don't want to give them everything you yeah. know what I mean? yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know some of the tricks that you might learn late exactly. in jiu-jitsu career 
from from like an old master who just wants to keep if they if they show you everything right away exactly then you don't need them anymore eventually exactly. you know what I mean so the idea is to just keep you coming back and like you know they 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 gotta mm -hmm. always be smarter than you are and, you know? and that was the one thing too that again I, you see I did Japanese jujitsu before um, Brazilian because there was no Brazilian everywhere yet it was only Henzo and at the time he had broke up with his first partner that he had in New York. So there was, a, I was doing um, with these Puerto Rican dudes, just black and Puerto Rican dudes, like uh, all the uh, different styles of Japanese jujitsu uh, and, you know, karate mix styles. And, you know, and I would learn a lot of good shit, a lot of dirty fighting and shit from that. And then I when I was spoiled that my first jujitsu teacher was Henzo Gracie. And that's and fucking I, awesome. I, I, not, and on top of that, he's the best teacher. And not because he was a guy who was my instructor, because the way he talked to you, the way he made you feel, and the way, just put it like this, that guy did not give a fuck about money. He cared, he loved to see dudes that wanted to learn. And I and I saw it, you know, and that's how that dude was. And I, I made, that guy made you want to train. I was just watching a Henzo video before, the, before we started recording this. Oh, yeah, the best. I was just watching the Henzo video. Like he's, he looks like he loves teaching. Listen, you know why I love him? I tell this this story all the time. <clears throat> this is he would do. I was wanting to know early classes, and you know back then it was like a lot of white belts, and back then it was like um, uh, Ricardo Almeida, Matt Serra, um, fucking um 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 um, um, um who else? Rodrigo Gracie, like top black belts, and then. You know, back then it wasn't like now where everybody, you see purple belts everywhere, brown belts. It wasn't like that then. And Henzo, would, you know, he would teach it, he would show a technique, and then Henzo would go to me sometimes, okay, Hoya, come over here. Now, this is how you would do it, because this is how ill he was. He's already teaching you the technique to, for your body type. You know what I mean? He's already yeah. taking it that next step. That a guy ain't gonna do, he ain't gonna do that till he feels you earn it. But Henzo's a dude who just loves sharing that he's already telling, giving me little tricks and shit to how to use, how to step my game up. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's amazing when you got a world champion who makes you feel like he wants to be your corner man. That's amazing, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to Henzo Gracie, man. Henzo. And, and he's New York hardcore fucking jujitsu <clears throat> fucking OG. Facts. And you know what? That sort of relates to the next question. This is the same question that a previous guest named Joe Harcourt had. And it says, Hoya, thoughts on Harley Flanagan? I, I got no thoughts. No thoughts. I, yeah, I, I don't talk about rats and I don't deal with rats. And, that was from Rocky Point Hardcore 666. Whoever it is, um, all I can say, um, I don't fuck, I don't deal with the rat subject. Fair so, enough, fair enough. I, I'll leave it like that. Well, you know what? So you zoom through that. I got another quick one for you. <laughs> favorite Sabbath riffs? Ooh, everyone. That's like saying, what's my favorite child? That You cannot say that Ooh, shit. Oh, okay. But um, I can tell you, Sweetly, I, everything. You know, that's, again, that's the greatest band ever, by the mm, way. I like just, it at that. Just all you motherfuckers know. The Jackson 5 and fucking Black Sabbath. That was from Dan Steely. We know Dan Steely, right, Joe? What up, yeah. Dan Steely? Yes, we do. Joe, so you got more? Um, yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of, you said uh, your favorite, asking you who's your favorite child. Uh, all right. This is from 
H Chris is X C X. This is from Hardcore Dad. All right, question for Hoya and all the dads. What what is the best advice you have ever given your kids? The one lesson you hold higher than all others. If if anybody talks about your family or disrespects you, you punch them in the face. And I say that and I mean it. I love that advice. I'm saying that to be funny. About time. That is sage advice. That's the problem. I always tell my son this. I don't, first of all, I don't hit, I don't hit my son. I don't do that. And I, but I also, um, I, you know, that's, a, that's a, you know, what, how people raise their kids is their own, you know, opinion. Um, that's their own business. I got hit as a kid. I don't do it with my kid, but I let my kid know one thing. If I ever find out he's a bully or he, if he ever did not stand up for himself with somebody disrespecting his family or him, that's when he's going to feel my hand. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's man. just how it is. Because guess what? I know what life is all about. And if you don't have a backbone, you're going to end up a jellyfish. And you know what jellyfishes are? On the floor and everybody just walks all over you and does whatever the fuck they want. My kids ain't going to be that. My kids walk. They look at you when they talk. They look right in your eyes. They speak very clear and they walk with their back straight up. When you give them something, they say thank you and excuse me. And you're welcome. That's what I'm proud of. Beautiful. That's a beautiful. That's what I like it's to excellent. hear. Not this new wave, new age pussy crap. You know, uh, you know, this is the thing. I met halfway with the new way. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't think, you know, our, our parents had hit us. You know, I, not, not that some of us deserved it. And, and some of it was them not being educated enough and being very stressful with everyday life. Because that's what happened. I caught myself being stressed at everyday life. And then I'm trying to, my kid gets me aggravated for one minute. And then I want to take out the whole day on one minute. That's the thing that people that don't have kids don't understand. Some people never connect the dots with that. But when you do, it changes your whole mentality. of like, wait a minute, man. I'm just taking out my own personal beefs on, on the greatest thing on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you cannot no. explain it. So you have a kid. It's one of those weirdest things. Well, can I, is it possible to be a successful parent and incorporate corporal punishment onto your child? Corporal punishment. I think it's possible. I don't think it's. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think you, there's plenty of successful parents because their kids turned out great, but that's all I want. It doesn't mean that that's the only way that they could have been successful parents. Yeah, and this is also the other thing is, is what's the outcome you want to, you, you know, your children to have about you? I don't want my children to be like, oh, I was scared of death of my dad, that's why I didn't do that. I don't want that. I have enough motherfuckers scared of me in my life. You know what I want my son to be like? Man, I love my father so much, I don't want to let him down. That's what I want my son to think. Yeah. Just as long as we agree, it can be a successful uh, <laughs> Look at, approach. I got hit, and I, and I deserve the hits I got. But at the same time, I didn't get the other treatment. Maybe that would have worked also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's possible. Definitely possible. You know what I mean? So Definitely I don't know. Possible. All I know this, my children I don't hit. I go to public. I go to anywhere in public. My children won't be the kids crawling on the table. My children won't be the ones crawling up to strangers, tugging at their shirt. <laughs> and you t- know what? I, I did get hit, and that was me. I was a fucking out of my mind, but I had yeah. some, some uh, you know, 
nervous yeah. uh, condition also, yeah. but still, I was yeah. I was always getting hit. I was. Constantly... That's what I mean, Joe. But Joe, but that's what I mean. You had a nervous condition. Condition. Yeah, you shouldn't have got hit. You understand that? Yeah. And guess what else? You're five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guess what? You were doing what five, six, seven, eight, nine year old kids supposed to do. When you're 15, you're a kid. When you're 19, you're a kid. You're a kid. Yeah. You know why we know that now? Because we're fucking grown men. Yeah, that's true. That, that's the difference. You don't know that you're a kid. You know what the fuck. When, when I was 19, I was walking around with three guns on me. You know what I mean? That's the hell's wrong now. with you? You should have got hit more. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and I got hit. And I got hit. But you see what I mean? And I got hit. And I deserved all the beatings I got. But I also think that there's always another way. Not that, that this you don't know unless you try it. Now, is there a, a, a situation where maybe somebody deserves a, a smacking? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. all I have. But I don't think that's how you should start off the gate. Because no, if, 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 if you do that from jump, that's the way they, they're going to handle business mm. every time and by lifting their hand. And we don't want that because that's why I got a lot of boys that went to jail because that's the way they learned. You know, we all learn how to throw hands before talking. You know what I mean? And I like that advice, though, about sticking up for the family. Always, always. Because they ain't going to stick up for their family. Your family is what you die for. You know what I mean? That's what you live and you die for. Everything else is bullshit. I like that. Yo, I get the next question I got for you kind of answered in part one. It, and this one's from our, our good friend, as we all know, we all love Wima from Knuckle Dust. Yeah, Wima. He kind of asked about he he asked about Diamond the Dynamo Festival and kind of wanted to, uh, to to for you to recount what Vinny Stigma said to you but you you went over that one I think right yeah, the first yeah episode? yeah it's all downhill from yeah. here kid. yeah I can see Wema listen with a big smile what a guy oh, what a of course guy. you know Stigma's the best like oh there's so many stigma uh, stigma isms and yeah. the best part about them they're never planned yeah and, you know there's there's nobody like him in the universe that never will be like yeah. people better fucking like worship this motherfucker while we got him. We are lucky to have this motherfucker on earth, dude. We really are. Yeah. For a guy to remain ridiculous, positive and good natured and, and open and friendly to everyone, strangers and for consistently years and years and years. You understand what having stigma here at us, that's like having rock and roll, having Elvis and Chuck Berry. You know I what know. I mean? But except this nigga still in the backstage, drinking with the people, chilling mm -hmm. with us. You know, he's getting in a fight. He's drinking a beer. He's eating. A, you know what I mean? That's the difference. They don't build motherfuckers like stigma. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. Stage diving on the Persistence Tour. I couldn't Hell believe yeah. With his guitar jumping out there, start giving the his guitar to somebody right. jumping out. He's in the pit. That's He's like, right. yo, this is grandfather age. Exactly. <laughs> man. fucking Doc Martens on, motherfucker. There's, there's grumpy old men that are just sitting miserable in their in their on their lazy no. boy. Dude, like, we know niggas our age that are grumpy, miserable fuck. Yeah. yeah. He was on us. top of tables dancing and singing. He you know was why? hugging everybody. Because stigma also, and I learned so much from him. You know why he learned? He's like, yo, dude, we're, you know, as bad as some shit looks, we're lucky. You know, there's some people that got it really fucking fucked up when you have good people around you and you can have a laugh and you got a bite to eat. Yo, you good. You good. And he's right. When you can laugh 
and me and you, me and you, all of us right here could share a piece of bread and we could have the best laugh and day of our life. See, Chris, start cheering up. I see, I see. You know what I mean? And stigma makes you realize that, you know? If I yeah. ever had to go to jail forever, I want stigma to be my cellmate. Oh, yeah, forget it. Oh, my God. That'll be Hands crazy. down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, he'd be I'm... doing my laundry, fold my clothes, everything. <laughs> I don't know if you would want that, but. <laughs> no, no, no. Yo, we, there was a, we, when we were on that last tour, he, there was a, a backstage, I think in Poland, where, or maybe the Czech Republic, where there was like glass dividing the part of the venue where they're selling a merch. Uh -huh. And it was just covered with like, uh, like a curtain. I think that was and Hungary. He, oh, Hungary? Okay. And he was, he was moved the curtain and there'd be all the kids who were hanging out right there. And then they'd all see him and they'd love him. And he'd be <laughs> dancing for him, this and that. And then one girl started kissing the one side of the glass <laughs> and Stigma started kissing the other side of the oh, glass. That's what coronavirus started. That's ground zero, right? I used yeah, to say, right? he was he was making them kids laugh and have such a good time, man. It was it was cool. And, and let me tell you, that's the difference. Stigma, that's how I know stigma. I don't mm. know stigma. I didn't meet him with Mad Boy. When I was a little kid, we'd be hanging outside. He'd roll up to all of us. We'd be 15 years old. Yo, what's up, guys? What are you doing? Yo, you're here for the show. He'll come by. I'll smoke, smoke with you, drink with you. You know what I mean? And we're like, yo, Stigma's chilling with us. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, like, and not like, it wasn't like him trying to be like, hey, what's up, kids? You know, yeah. it wasn't like that either. It was just like, yeah, again, man, they don't make them like that. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Joe, you got another one you want me doing? I got one. Ready? Go ahead. This is from uh, our buddy Ruben. 12. Uh, chosen one. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the subject of songwriting, how much is too much or too little in regards to demoing and pre-production? And how do you know when it's ready? And how do you make peace with a recording that you wish you would have done a little differently? That's a very uh, detailed question. Is Ruben yeah. Jewish by any chance? Now, I, yes, Ruben is Jewish, but <laughs> I've, I've seen He's Ruben. He's not cheap with the studio. question. No, not at all. He's giving those away. <laughs> Ruben, I see yes, Ruben I in the my, studio. To my Jews out there, the Ezek and the fuck all your other fucking my 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 Jews out there, Rubens and my and my um Moises is out there and all whatnot. But Ruben, um, uh, I've seen him in the studio obsessing over yeah. a bass sound. Yeah, no, no. Ruben is a is a real sound guy. You know, he likes yeah. sounds, his sounds and shit. And um, you know what it is? You you can never uh. You're never going to be happy with your final recording. I'm never, I never am. And what I kind of do is if it really bothers me, I just won't listen to it no more. And I just hope like, hey, you know, what that, that project was made, that idea was made. You know, we did what we, the best we could do to get it. And I try to kind of like just, I put it out there and I kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, you, I'm never happy with a, any album I do, you know. Right, literally, when I'm hearing um mixes uh uh mixes of the album, I'm thinking, "Fuck, I could have done this. I could have done that. Yeah. We should have done this." We At some point, that. you gotta let it go, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. And as far as demoing shit, like you see, it depends. You know, I my demos are so rough. I'll have like a hook and a verse, and I'll just ping pong it on a demo just to get a vibe, like on the tempo. And then I'll take it to the band, and then we'll go in the room, and then we'll add it and build it. Some guys I know literally build the whole song riff for riff and demo it to a T. Mm. You know, if you could do that, that's great. 
Yeah, but, but I, um, yeah, that's too much for me. Yeah, I wouldn't go that route either because I'd like to jam it out with the people first. And usually, what, you too, know. you know, to me, I like to keep things like like certain riffs are going to be, you know, set in stone. But then if there's a section that I'm not fully certain about, I'll have an idea and then I'll be like, hey, let's jam it. And then, you know, whoever's playing guitar, you know, I kind of give them the idea and then see how they come off with their feel. You know what mm. I mean? And it's it's, it's, a, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a process of uh, just trial, you know, uh, trial by fire kind of thing. Good, uh, Ruben, I hope that answers your question, Ruben. What a guy, what a guy. I, I got one for you. It's uh, two parts, it seems. Two separate questions. I don't know where this guy thinks he could answer more than one. Uh, question for Hoya. Will we ever see the Demise discography no. and, and set it off on streaming services? Uh, I, you know what? I don't have nothing to do with any of that. People have been hitting me about Madball Records getting on Spotify's and all that shit. To be honest with you, I got nothing to do with any of that, and I don't even know. How was set it off not on streaming services? I bought I, set it I off on, on iTunes, I think, right? Yeah, I don't even know, dude. To be honest with you, I don't own one of my albums, not one. Are you not stealing one. your own shit? Yeah, motherfuckers are cutting my house and then taking. You assume you're in the band, you'll get it back, and you never get it back. All right, but so you, you know, know nothing I, about that. And I don't how about, know nothing about it. And um, yeah. How about Demise? You want to put that up? Nah, I don't deal with that shit. You know, it got put out on vinyl a couple years ago. I got a couple vinyls on my website. If you want, but that shit's a, it's a rap, you know. It is but not interested in putting it up on like iTunes or Apple nah, Music. Nah, no? nah. If I'm not, if I don't know what my madball shit is, I'm not gonna do, you know, waste my breath on that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. All right. And here's the second thing. Also, knowing you're a fan of martial arts, what is a super fight you would love, you most would love to see between two fighters of any era in combat sports? Two fighters of any era. Mm-hmm. In combat, wow, that's very fucking hard. Yeah, that's rough. You know, that's real hard. Um, touch. You know what? I would have liked to seen. Um, you know what? That's hard. You know, it's, it's, it's very, 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 very hard of me. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> they caught the whole y'all sleeping. Yeah, fight. you know what? I never thought about that because you know I kind of know how a lot of fights will play out. You know, mm. my favorite fighters are guys like Ali, but I don't want to see an Ali fight. You know, uh, you know, a Hicks and Gracie because it, it wouldn't end right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it yeah. be, and it wouldn't be fair for depending on what the fight is. You know what I mean? Hicks and be sleeping, no doubt. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, but, you know, maybe I would like to see. I would like to see maybe like Mike Tyson with somebody, but in an MMA match. Mike Tyson when he was Mike Tyson mm -hmm. with like another like striker who's not a super good grappler. But a, a tough, like like a Rampage Jackson versus Mike Tyson in the cage at their best. That's you know what? I would I, that that that'd be cool. But they're kind of like the same weight class. They'd be that's right. That's what I mean. So yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'd rather where... see Mike Tyson because he's the boxer. Uh huh. Fighting Mike Tyson is prime fighting. Let's say a a Donald Cerrone type. Much lighter, but then he knows how to do all the things Tyson doesn't know how to do. No, but you know what is? I, I wouldn't even give that because even then, it's like it's different. You know, when you have a lighter weight guy, yeah. you know, it, it's different. You know, the stronger guy, it's you know, it, it, it's 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 hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. You know, when 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 you got that because, you know, uh, on paper, um, 
the the guy who has the more tools should win. But I've seen guys do very good on just being athletic and being mm. tough. You know what I mean? Are you? What do you think about uh, the potential for the uh, McGregor uh, Nagragamagagetoff? Uh, oh, forget McGregor. That dude got beat. He already got beat. That dude's a. He doesn't even deserve a rematch, you know, right? You know why? You know why he's he's loved because it's for the white people. You know what I mean? The Irish That's, people, the, Irish no, people. He's the white, and I'm not on some racist shit. It's just what it is. Like he's like the, the white. Look at you know what he is. He did the same shit Mayweather was a shit talking fighter who's real technical. Tech Mayweather was hated. McGregor was loved. So yeah. But Mayweather okay. is actual, uh, like, a genius prophet in his exactly. sport. But and just an upper echelon decent fighter in his sport. super cocky, talking about money, who yeah. had real wise remarks. That was Floyd Mayweather. It is Guess funny what? how it worked he out for McGregor, but guy, not for you know, Floyd. You know why? Because he was an angry black man. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't have that. be an angry black man. I'm but tired of keeping the brothers down. When you're, when you're a white guy, oh, he's just a charismatic white guy. Yeah. That's the difference. And and, yeah. and and I'm not one of those guys either. You know, you know me. I don't play that. But when it comes to that shit, it's a fact. Same thing like Ronda Rousey. You know, oh, that's I a good uh, America. But that was America. That's apple pie. You got the blonde, the judo champion, yeah. America, the the Olympian, and she's cute. And you know, yeah. she got the smile. You kidding me? That's the, you know every American. Yo, but my little Brazilian homie came and tore her up. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. I love her. But Ronda, you tough. know. Do you know that we used to debate on this yes. very podcast that <laughs> I she heard, could I beat heard. up Floyd Mayweather? Do you believe I, that? I heard. I heard. No, but you say again. Talk about racism. You know what it is? I think Joe is just <laughs> misunderstood. Like, I, I know what he, if you're just standing him up, Floyd is going to, he's going to light her up. He's going to light her up. He's going to light her up even if she could do whatever she wants. In a situation where she could get a grip on him. I'll tell you this, my friend. It's it's not going to be easy for Floyd. If she no. gets her hands on him, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, but getting I hands on Floyd, we already know, is a problem for everybody. No, 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 but hold on. Because in boxing, you're not Oh, You could get him in a clinch. But in boxing, the, 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 the clinch Listen, ends there. I, I hear you. The difference with her is. We saw her trying to get hands on, on Holly Holmes, and we saw how that worked out. But but listen, you, I tell you this right now. She, you telling me Mayweather is gonna knock her out with the first punch he throws? Come on, that's yeah. He's gonna devastate her with the first punch, hurt her, and just put her into Mars with the second. If she changes levels fast enough to just get one leg, Mayweather's going on his ass, and then you know what's gonna happen to poor Mayweather? He's gonna go to sleep. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. But it would have to that all that would have to happen. So yeah. Yeah. It would have to be that Floyd comes into the fight with full-fledged corona and he can't breathe and he's sick. Okay. Joe, you got any more? It's like, no, I am uh, i don't have any more. All right, I got some more. I got some more. Because we actually got more questions after. For I mean, I'm honestly going to lose a lot. That, yo, that I, I, I think, in my opinion, we should do one more question and we should do a part three. Really? Wow, yeah. you're crazy. All right. I mean, it's up to the it's up to our guests. We oh, can't yeah. force I don't care. I, I guess let me check my Rolodex. Do you know how long we've been talking? We've been talking an hour and forty two minutes. And, and this time they didn't feel like it, but yeah, it's long. Yeah. Damn, we're giving the motherfuckers something to fucking to eat on. Yeah, right? it doesn't we feel are. like that. But this is been on feel like it. I don't you know, know if we've been recording for an hour and 42 minutes, but we've been talking for an hour, at least an hour and a half we've been yeah, recording, yeah. right, Chris? You know what, guys? Oh, yeah, it's an hour and a half. 
Yeah. People should really be thankful for us, man. They really should. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, yeah, I, we're just too good to these people. You know what? I think that everybody should go to wisdom.com or whatever your website is. <laughs> yeah, do that. Rock.com, and you motherfuckers should spend some money. And be yeah. like, you know what? These motherfuckers are giving me some good shit to kill time with and not kill my children. So yeah. like that. buy some shirts, some tea, you know, and some doodads, or feel free, like I always say, PayPal me fried chicken. Um uh what else <laughs> are you gonna send me? Um uh, Yo, what's, your, what's uh Casa de Rock? Is that is it Casa de Rock.com? Yeah, Casa de Rock.com. That's my merch store. I do everything myself. There's no um company doing it. I do everything in-house. And that's, that's C A S A. D E R O C dot com. That's right. And um, yeah, that's me. Um, thanks to everybody who's been supporting, because especially through this whole corona shit, you know, people been um people been supporting since day one. So shout out to everybody for looking out for your boy. And um, but yeah, like I always say, yo, support everybody, not just Madball, not just Casa, not just Wisdom, but support. If it ain't us, support somebody else in the scene. And don't worry about supporting Metallica and Slipknot. Those motherfuckers got enough money. They're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yo, let me ask you this. In the beginning, you mentioned True Union. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. What True is that Union. exactly? All right, yeah, I'll hit that before we get out of here or whatever. But, yo, True Union, that's my new group. Um, it's not a hardcore band, but it's on some attitude, on some groove, rock-type really? shit. And um, I can't tell you who's in the band either, but let's just I'll just tell you this. We're going to have the Ellis Rhythm section. So Damn. it's just some cool-ass shit, something different. Any something. members from your current band in it? Um, Yeah, I I'll give that one out. Um, Mikey, my drummer, is playing rhythm guitar and, really? um, and doing a little bit of vocals on it. Uh -huh. And again, it's not a hardcore thing, but on some rock and some real heavy groove shit. It's something that um basically, you know, outcast from our world. It's like the, the, the after hours for hardcore shows. You know what I mean? Wow. Where, well, if you need ukulele, let me know. I yeah, mean, that's... Yeah, you know, like I said, this is a spot where, you know, after the hardcore show, if the girls want to wear a nice dress and not worried about getting moshed on, but still hear some real shit and be around the element, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do with this new band, you know, and just give some cool music. And I'm really psyched. We're going to drop some something new this year. Um Add me on uh, Instagram, the Real True Union. Um, yeah, and, and I'm be, I'm gonna be dropping that shit with the video, and with vinyl, and we're doing that shit full blast. So look out for that shit. Nice. This guy's a sneaky guy, bro. Amazing. I didn't even know. Yeah, working, working. You know, it's just I got a lot of songs. I got about twenty songs, and I got about a three song EP that we're gonna drop first. I want to do three songs, three videos, right off the rip. So. Yeah, and shout out to Chop Shop Studios, Stress. We're gonna, that's 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 the lab. We're gonna be working. We're gonna be making some magic. So everybody, True Union is the band. The real True Union is that the hashtag. That's be a great band. name. I and love it. Yeah, I love it. We're just trying to make something dope, something flavorful, and something different for you know savages like us. That's dope. Yo, uh. All right, so how you good for another part? We do it. All right, homie, I, I hit I hit you up during the week, and we'll give you a time. See what you go with. So Hell listen, yeah. everybody, listen. This is your your third opportunity 
to Joel, write I already question. got Joel. Listen, I got. I mean, they could if they want, but there's still a lot of the questions. Next right now, episode though. is going to be nothing but questions. That's it. Now's your last so chance. If you're gonna people? write one, if you're gonna write a question, make it clever, make it stand out, because we already got a ton of questions to ask the next time. So make it clever, make yourself stand out from the pack. Ask something original. Ask something that we really want to hear from Hoya, yeah. and uh, we'll get you on the show. Yeah, and and Hoya, there's also been a ton of comments, just comments, praise and love for Hoya and Madball, stuff like that. You know, oh, just letting I, you know. That that that's dope. Again, it's always good to hear. Yeah. I always love when the people, you know, shout us out. Just know, I just want everybody out there to know that we do this shit for all of us. We don't just do this shit for us. So whenever you rep the band, we we the band reps everybody. So remember that shit. We gotta rep this that's hard right. shit. For everybody. So, yo, shout out to everybody who's been supporting the podcast and who sent in questions and who put and who's been um, forwarding the, you know, the Insta, Instagrams and the whatnots and all that shit. Um, yeah, it's dope, man. It's dope that we could do this shit and um, that we got uh, that the hardcore movement is killing it. We never do. Always. We just multiply. Always dope. Always a pleasure. Send your questions and comments to postamericapodcast at gmail.com or postamericapodcast on Instagram. Send questions directly to Hoya if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. We want them all for the no, show. No, no, no. Send it to us. I'm just kidding. Only send so. me your bank account and nudes. Yes. That's it. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll talk to you. The fried chicken. Yo, peace out, everybody. We out. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck is this you in? This is Post America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!